Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare. I am your host, Marcus Engel, and with me, as oftentimes happens, is the hostess with the mostest, which is the hotness. Hi. Good morning or afternoon. No, it's still morning. Is it? But it doesn't really matter since it's in the world of podcasts. So, hey everybody, we are excited to be with you today. Uh, we have had some we've had some adventures over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, and some of our adventures we have talked about on the podcast. One of the one of the big adventures lately is just being able to get out and about more these days. Uh, some restrictions are lifting a bit. And especially after this late summer and early fall spike in Delta, um, things seem like they're starting to be tapped down a little bit at this time. As far as numbers go, the numbers keep going in the right directions. So we're hopeful that that will continue and that we will be able to get out into the world a little more. But in some of our recent adventures out in the world, things have been a little... Hmm. How shall we say? Not hitting on all cylinders. Things seem a little rusty. And it's really understandable because why? Well, things are rusty, right? We have not been, uh, we have not as a society been a fully functioning society for, uh, you know, a year and a half now. And Mm -hmm. so whenever we are going back out into the world, it doesn't, take very long to look around and see that everywhere has a sign up that says hiring hiring everywhere. hiring everyone is short staffed we've been dealing with short staffing in hospitals for a long time but now it's fast food it's office personnel it is uh it is service personnel it's everybody is looking for workers the great resignation has been hard on our country and that brings up today's topic of being kind being kind you know i have a um i have a friend he's a doctor and he has eight count them eight children (laughs) i love that is he up from eight is enough remember that show i barely remember that show but yes we're (laughs) showing our age right we're showing our age with that so yeah eight uh eight children and he said that inside of their home uh in their kitchen when you first walk in the house his wife has a sign up that says lower your expectations i need that sign even without eight children i need that sign i want that sign lower (laughs) your expectations and boy could we all not benefit from that in some way? Now, I'm a type A personality. I, I have high expectations. I drive for achievement, all those things. So the idea mm-hmm. of lowering my expectations is, is something that's almost foreign to me. But if we lower our expectations just a little bit, does that not automatically lead to a little more satisfaction with life? Does that? Man, I want to unpack that in so many different ways. You know, my brain is just going bananas with with that concept. I, I feel like so often one of the reasons that we don't feel 
happy or fulfilled or satisfied is because we have these ridiculously high expectations. You know, a lot of times whenever people are starting a new skill, whether it's cooking or photography or exercise or playing a musical instrument or uh, learning a new language, whatever it is, we, we need to start out with low expectations. We need to adopt the mindset of a beginner because we are not going to immediately one day sit down at the piano, learn a couple of chords and immediately be able to play like Jerry Lee Lewis or Elton John. We can't do that. It takes, it takes time. And I feel like so often our expectation is that we, if we can't do something perfectly in the beginning, we just say, this isn't worth it. And we throw it all out. So lowering our expectations so that we can actually be satisfied with our progress. And that is, that's something that we, we really need to focus on as the world opens up a little bit more. Now, we recently had a big adventure out to California. It was right? so lovely. It was a lovely adventure to California. It was lovely to be anywhere after the last <laughs> year and true. a half. But uh, to start out going to Southern California for a week, uh, and especially to be able to work with a healthcare system out there was, was truly special. But, but we're not used to travel. After the last year and a half, we are rusty. We are not, uh, I feel like I'm no longer a professional traveler anymore, but I still have professional traveler expectations that I need to lower thanks to the great resignation, thanks to short staffing that's out there these days. Where did we, where did we see um, where did we see this pop up the most while we were uh, traveling? Well, when we um, when we were pre-COVID, travel was like this well-oiled machine. I mean, from the moment, from the night before, man, everything is just like we know how to get up, pop our luggage in the Uber. You know, that's already preset. We hand our bags to the guy that we always work with who has our tickets ready for us our you know claims and we walk through TSA with all our little pre-designated things and you know all our fancy lines and gets us through just because we travel so frequently it's just this little well-oiled machine that makes it so easy for us that was pre-COVID pre-COVID right now now it is like where are our favorite people? Where are our favorite things? Where's our fancy lines? Nothing is there. None of our favorite people are there. None of our, hey, come here, Mark, we got you. You know, none of our things are working right. It seems like even the people at the airport don't quite know what they're doing. We're having to tell them, you know, no, that doesn't go there. You can't do that, man. You got to do it this way. I, I have learned one thing over my lifetime of traveling, which is you don't tell TSA agents how to do their jobs. No. But, but in this case, it seemed like there was one, and this is in various airports, it seemed like there was one TSA tr- agent who was training new hires and everybody else was a new hire and it seemed that way 
really in a lot of places. Restaurants were short staffed. Uh, Ubers took sometimes 30 or 40 minutes to arrive. Hotels were short staffed. Um, airport personnel short staffed. And so I went into this travel with high expectations that things would flow like they did a year and a half ago. I was mistaken. <laughs> I was sorely mistaken. And if you're going to go out uh, as, as things start to open up more, remember, lower your expectations, lower your expectations. The other thing, the other thing is whenever we got to California, the first morning we're there, of course, we wake up at what? 4 a.m. or something morning, like that California because it's time. California time. Because <laughs> uh, so so we uh, it's really early and we walk down the street. Still, the sun is still coming up, still cool on air, and we walk down the street, find a little diner, have to have breakfast. And before going in the diner, there's a there's a sign that is taped in the window that says, "We are working with a short staff. Please be kind." We're working with a short staff. Please be kind. And so I don't know about for you, but for me, it really helped me check my attitude and my expectations before we ever stepped in the door. Before we ever sat down in the booth to order our eggs and bacon, I was already thinking, I want to be extra good to the wait staff here. I want to tip them even higher than usual because they're the ones who are showing up, right? That's right? They're working twice as hard because other people are not. And boy, when we get into this new world that we find ourselves in, as we're still waking up out of this COVID trance from the last year, uh, I really want to encourage all of us to lower our expectations and also to take that piece of advice that was in the window of that diner and remember to be kind. Remember to be kind. Yes, I know. And, you know, people, people, we've spent, we're accustomed to spending really about half our life on the road, in airports, you know, in restaurants, in Ubers because that was just our work, our business and our life. So we're used to depending on the service industry and you kind of get maybe a little lazy where you just expect people and service to happen a certain way. So we are typically very kind to service because we do depend on it and have depended on it for our life. So, you know, you kind of have this exchange. Um, and then when it's, when they're gone and they're not there, I think you you get you feel a little lost. I know in the airport, I felt very lost. You know, the people that I have depended on weren't there. That make my life just very seamless weren't there. So it was very disjointed feeling walking through the airport. And when you sit down in a restaurant and half the staff isn't there, you feel very lost you know yeah i know that there, there was at least one or two restaurants we were in that it felt like that the person who was serving was also the person who was cooking and when you're pulling double duty like that it's a lot it's a lot and so i know yeah i know they felt lost too. yeah of as course the, the uh, patron i felt lost as so i know they were feeling lost and they were still there 
you know, they were still there working. Still there. And that's why I think that if you're going to be out and about in the world and you're going to be uh, expecting the the world to operate as it did a year and a half ago, lower your expectations and remember to be kind. It's really not a bad philosophy for life overall. In general, right? Lowering our expectations and remembering to be kind. So isn't this, from what we hear in the news, from what we understand, and from what I hear from neighbors in different industries and friends in different industries, people are hiring everywhere because businesses and industries are struggling in general. People are having to take extra workloads and work extra long because people are struggling. And you know, one area that it seems like people do not lower their expectations and do not think to be kind? Where? Healthcare. When you're a patient mm -hmm. in the emergency room, you don't have low expectations. You have the expectation that I, the patient, I am hurting, I am suffering someone, I am here at a place where I need to be taken care of. That's not exactly the same thing as lowering your expectations uh, to give a little more grace to uh, service industry personnel. And it's, it's something to keep in mind for those of you who are, are working in, especially in an inpatient environment, that while we lower our expectations and we try to be kind, it's really hard to lower your expectations and to be kind when you are in pain, when you are scared, when you are suffering. And I, I'd love to be able to give that bit of advice to patients when they come in the hospital, lower your expectations and be kind. But the truth of the matter is it's really hard to do that when you are in pain, when you're afraid, when you're suffering. So please, please, if you are a clinical professional, um, please remember that this is one area where people don't do that, <laughs> where That's it's really right. hard to be kind. It's really hard to lower your expectations. And so if we cannot, if patients aren't lowering their expectations and being kind, then maybe it's the time for, for we as clinical professionals to remember that hurting people hurt people. And when those patients are expecting the type of healthcare service that maybe they were used to two years ago, you're not anymore. It, you're, you're, you're just, we're dealing with short staffing in, across the realms of healthcare too. So I, I can't really do anything about your patients. I can't force them to be nice to you. What I can encourage you, the listener to do is to remember to be kind. It doesn't cost money. It doesn't cost money. It doesn't take that much effort. It just takes being in the present moment, having a little grace and compassion for others, and remembering that at the heart of everything, isn't that what we all want, is to have kindness extended towards us, and then also to be able to extend kindness to others. So I want to thank you all so much for joining us today for this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. These are the, this is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. And also, thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners, so much 
for helping us get into the top 25 podcasts in our category. It is all because of people like you who are sharing and subscribing and rating and reviewing that we have gotten so much traction in such a short amount of time. So if this podcast means something to you, please, please share it with your friends who you think may also benefit from it. So as always, I'm Marcus Engel. And I'm Marveline. And this is Compassion and Courage, the podcast. Thank you again for being with us.